This is Jamal Ford Robinson, and you are listening to the Cherry Jam Podcast. How's that? Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of Series 4 of Cherry Jam. Myself, Ed Price, Jim Harley, and Lawrence Landre. Lawrence, it's good to have you back. It's been a while. Uh, I know you've been doing lots of work on your on your house, so well done. He's also mid-donut for those who are interested, because uh, the git has got some Krispy Kremes and he's not sharing them. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about the Gloucester, uh, the Gloucester Northampton game, uh, the Six Nations, and some of the stuff that's happened uh, over over the weekend around. Wales and England and other bits and bobs, but we'll start off with the the Gloucester Northampton game. Um, Loz and I watched it at, at, at my house because we, we we managed to have a a day or afternoon of rugby in front of the telly. Um, it was a very frustrating game, I think we can it's safe to say, but with a nice ending. Uh, while Loz is still chewing on his uh, donut, I'll go to Jim first. Jim, what were your thoughts on the Gloucester performance generally? Um, and we'll come on to the, separately to the, the the final sort of five, ten minutes in a minute. Which was a totally different game in itself. Yeah. Um, it was just, it just seemed to be error strewn again. It was just, you know, poor ball, poor ball retention. Um, and Unlike Santi, um, he had a bit of a farrel, couldn't it, a barn door? Mm. Um, and he's been knocking over touchline conversions without too much bother of late. And actually, as we'll come on to with the last five, ten minutes, um, if he'd have had a little bit more success there, then it could have been quite a different uh, quite a different story. But, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's, sometimes you play against a certain team and then you get, drawn into a different way of playing rugby. Um, we seem to throw the ball around fantastically well at times, but then didn't do, you know, went back to box kick, chase, put under pressure, you know, the old, the old Gloucester model. So um, I was expecting good attack from Northampton, which is mm. exactly what we got. And I was expecting good defence from Gloucester, which is pretty much what we got. So, yeah, um, I think we got lucky in a, in a lot of ways that um, Northampton maybe spilled the ball um, within our 22 a couple of times. Could have put us under even more pressure, but maybe that came down to our solid defence. But, yeah, um, a game that we could have we could have got all the points from, like many, like many others, but uh, can't really complain. I think overall they look you know, Northampton were a little bit slicker operation operators than us. Yeah, I mean Skivington, Josh Skivington said after the game that he said that we weren't good enough. And I think that's fair enough. Um Laws I know that during the game when we were watching, there were a few frustrations from your point of view. And we'll come on to the positives. We will do, because I think it's important to highlight those as always. But some of those frustrations, Lars, for you particularly? It's kicking the ball away all the time. There's a time and a place for kicking. We've said this many a time. But unfortunately, <clears throat> the Gloucester game plan is to kick it, kick it, and then kick it some more. It's also the stupidity at times of it as well. You're in the 22. And they'll do a phase where you've got perfectly good time to clear the ball and you can clear the touch. And they get just outside the 22 and then they have to keep the ball in play rather than kick the territory and try and clear the lines up to halfway. Mm. They're then kicking the ball into space for players to then run back at us when the defence can be slightly disorganised. Um, and even when we're outside of the 22, and it, so you might say it doesn't matter so much, they got a habit of doing a... Because it's all play by numbers it's rather than playing what's in front of them right this time we will go and it, uh, we will we will truck it up but they're trucking up for one phase absolute maximum two and bang it straight into the box kick again and it, it's just incredibly yeah, yeah. frustrating I, I agree, they, they could truck it up and you go oh that was alright let's truck it up again let's truck it up again go through five or six of those yeah, and see if they create some space, suck some players in, and and put our wingers in space. We got uh, three 
quality wingers. I appreciate ones away with the internationals at the moment. Um, but we've got three quality wingers when they're all fit. And then you've got the likes of Santi Carreras, Chris Harris, you know, players which have got pace to burn, and we're not putting these players into space. Yeah, when we do truck it up, we tend to carry quite well. It's just it just amuses me. Um, Skivington said that we did we 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 didn't carry out things very well. Well, we only did two things: <laughs> kick the ball and chase the ball, mm. and it didn't work. And yet we just do it again and again and again. And we we are not going to win a trophy as long as we got a hole in our ass playing the way we do. Because it's so limited. It is. And do you know what? It is frustrating because we said this, we, when we've said this for the last 12 months or so, that, that we get the game plan, we understand. I think every Gloucester fan understands what the game plan is, which is to box kick, put pressure on the, uh, the defence, um, win turnovers in, in the opposition half, and then with that ball, it's basically to try and create opportunities for penalties and to get the ball into the corners and, and, and go from there with a the rolling ball and then play off mistakes from, from the opposition in broken yeah, play. That's the trouble. Like Loz says, we've got fantastic wingers. We've got Santi at fullback potentially, mm. um, although he's doing an awesome job at 10. Um, and it's, they, they don't seem to form part of the game plan. They're no. the, oh, if you get the chance, yeah, then just do something amazing and score a Troy down the wing. The wingers With, are there to chase the box kicks. It's yeah. very similar to England, really, isn't it? It's, I mean, wingers. The wingers chase kicks. They don't really get the ball in hand very much. Um, but, but the thing is, every time this season we played, not expansive. I mean, expansive. You play expansive, it can go one or two ways, and it did on 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 Saturday. But um, every time we play with a bit of attacking intent, when we keep the ball in hand, when we go through phases, when we when we do make kicks, we're making attacking kicks, as in we're turning the opposition to make them. Uh, you know, we're, we're putting the ball behind them, we're turning them. Every single time we've done that this season, we've looked absolutely brilliant and often have played our best rugby in one games. And yet we don't do that very often. As you said, there's a time and a place for kicking and that, that is a in, very important part of a decent, attractive game plan. And when we play like that, i.e. 45 points, 41 points to 15 down, both sod it, let's throw the ball around and play some rugby. Oh, look, we scored some tries. I made a very tongue-in-cheek comment when we scored our fourth try um, to get within 21 points. So, what's the chance? I said to Ed, what's the chances of two converted tries to steal two bonus points from here then? And we did. It was, as I said, I just didn't think we'd, we'd do what teams have done to us. You know, you, you look back to sale last season and very nearly beat us. I didn't think we'd do that to a team. Um, and that ended up with <clears throat> the scoreline somewhat flattering us in my mind. That said, I said at the start, I did say that I would have took a draw at the start of the game. So two points out, match points out of it isn't bad. But I, Jim, I would have to say something about what you said. The, the, to, you said about our defence was what you'd expected. It was good what you expected. You can see four, six tries and 41 points. That's not good defence, mate. No, no, I guess. Well, yeah. Yeah. We, we were... That's, we, that's we, a fact. So Northampton switched off massively. Um, but to change it slightly, what the hell was that ref doing? How can you say it's a yellow card and then not bin someone? Well, yeah, I mean, I no, I think, and, and I think we should, and Loz, let's be honest, we've, we, we said this. The knock we on said, as well is the one which got me. Yeah. Is that, that was a deliberate knock on, this one handed flip, flapping the ball forward. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's just a knock on. No, it is. It's a deliberate one handed knock on. That's a yellow card. Get off the pit, sir. I, I think certainly, I would never say that that was the d- deciding moment in the game. And I think overall, Northampton very much thoroughly deserved the win. But it oh, is no, not saying they didn't, but it, it would is be baffling. interesting if they'd gone down to 14 twice. Or oh, God, yeah. yeah. It's baffling. It's baffling. Again, rugby does not do itself favours when it comes to this sort of stuff. If if there hadn't been a TMO, this is how daft this is. How daft this is. If there hadn't have been a TMO, the referee had warned them. He'd given a penalty for collapsing them all. He would have just picked a number and sin-binned him. That would have been it. Um, yeah, I think it's probably you 
off you go. You know, regardless, it's a team, you know, the whole idea of team penalty, team yellow cards, that whole sort of thing from a few years ago. That's what would have happened in any other in any other level of rugby. But because um, the camera was there and there's a TMO there and they can't particularly get the one number. Yeah, but I think Ludlow dealt with it very, very well because he put a lot of pressure on the referee. Yes, he didn't go over didn't you know, go, did he? No. But didn't go and piss him off too much. But, it, I mean, personally, I was watching it on my phone. Mm-hmm. I think if I had the rewind function, it wouldn't have taken me more than 20 seconds to work out who it was. There were two guys with the black strapping on their legs. It was, the, well, I, I'm guessing it was the two second rows. Well, no, it so was only you, one bloke no. because one of them no. was a Glo- one of them was a Gloucester player, Jim. No, I'm, so. sure, I'm sure there were two. I'm sure there, <laughs> were, there, 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 there were two players with the black strapping. Two Northampton players had black strapping. One was a second row, and one was the number seven. Scott Thomas, which was the one who was uh, the one who was, yeah. So I, I don't understand how it was difficult to because you can you could very easily with the footage eliminate one, mm. therefore it's the other. Well, it had to be the other, yeah, yeah. And and I think um, I think that was exceptionally poor from the it, TMO to be honest. It's um, this whole idea of the speeding the game up. Well, that's fine, but if you've outright said it's a yellow card, give the yellow card yeah. and say if you can't give the yellow card until I'm going ca- to send the captain off yeah you, well, you, you have the conversion the conversion goes over and then you go right do you know who it is yet no we don't know who it is yet no problem let me know let me know in 30 seconds time when you do know and as soon as you know it will be the yellow card for the yellow card offence two minutes ago your 10 minutes starts now and well, two minutes you can't wait to end with a kickoff. Yeah, I said happened. to Ed as well, the next penalty that Northampton gives away, that player goes in the bin regardless. Nope, didn't happen. Because surely that's got to be the fair way. Right, I couldn't pick a number last time. You're on a warning. This might be a trivial penalty, but you're the one who gets it. You're the one who gets it, of, yeah? Yeah. As I said, there was two interesting ones, a knock-on, which, ah, oh, the one where, it, was it... Um, Thorley, it wasn't thought was it Thorley's hand or Seb Atkinson's hand, where the player basically knocked the ball into touch and it flicked his hand. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 and on the way, uh, in the process of going into touch, it flicked off the Gloucester player. That was a yellow card and a penalty try if it doesn't yeah, touch the Gloucester nice. player's it's hand. It's not gone forward. It's not gone forward. Well, no, it might not have gone forward, but he's batting it into touch. Yeah, and just because yeah. it's hit something on the way. The... It, it's an interesting interpretation, I think. And I, I don't think we want to see yellow cards left, right and centre, but his clear intention was he was to knock the ball out of play deliberately, which is a yellow card. And in that, he as you said... He the line, which is going to be a try. It's going to be a try. So that, to me... I, I, it, well, the, into the penalty try thing is an interesting one, though, Lewis, because obviously he could have caught it and took it over. So the probability of a try being scored was probably nil. So actually, it's a yellow card. It was a yellow card offence, regardless of anything else. Mm. But the, the the fact that there is again, it's the intention. Now, I be, you know, it's a good question to ask. We will, we might have a referee on in a bit later in a few months' time. So um, I'll ask that question, among many others. Don't worry, you'll know, you'll find out soon enough. Anyway, the um. Uh, but yeah, w- you know, when we do have our referee on, uh, I'll ask that question. I'll ask a couple of these sort of questions about the the way that the game and the process is now possibly interfering with the right decision being made. Is that actually happening now? Um, yeah, because we all want to see a quicker a quicker game. They introduced the new laws, didn't they, in Super Rugby mm. um, with countdown clocks for absolutely everything. Um, and they're just trying to speed the game up. Um, I think, you know, especially in Australia, they want a far, far quicker game. Uh, Lawrence is tucking into his second Krispy Kreme. Um, <laughs> I think it might yeah, be they want to speed, they no, want to speed fourth, the game right, up. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you, you've had all four from the box of four. Absolute dickhead. Anyway. <laughs> I can literally see his face going diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but you're right. The the pace of the game is isn't as important. I think it definitely helps. But let's be honest. I think most rugby fans would care would care slightly more about the getting the right decision than necessarily making the game a little bit quicker. Um, and this is something I think that uh, Wayne Barnes was particularly 
unfazed by. If he was um, asking the TMO a question, he'd be quite happy to have three or four minutes of stoppage to have mm. to go through the that conversation and come to the correct decision. And I think now, compared to a couple of years ago, when he would ha- quite happily do that, um, maybe he wouldn't be, and he'd try and make a um, he'd maybe leave it up to the TMO. Come back to me. Have a look. Come back to come come back to me in a minute's time. Yeah. Um, and especially now, you can you can take the conversion. You've got until the restart. It gives the TMO a little bit more time to to do stuff. So, um, the, uh, hopefully that'll that'll continue to improve, and TMOs will have um, quicker and better access to you know different angles. Um, directors will work with them a little bit um, sharper and make it all a little bit slicker. Yeah, agreed. Do you, um, what I was going to say, so moving on to the final sort of 10 minutes of the game, and Loz has kind of summed it up pretty nicely, which is we got the bonus point try. And I think once once he got to 41 or whatever it was, definitely that was all that mattered really, wasn't it? We, we had to get that bonus point try. Jamal um, got that try. So well, I think it's only, he's only his second try, I think, at the time. Um, and, um, you know, Brilliant. We got the bonus point try. And then Loz, as he said, said tongue in cheek, was, oh, two more tries, we get the bonus point. And you have to say, some of the rugby we had played in that first five minutes was really, really good. It was. Picked some cracking lines. It was just ridiculous. There was there was some fantastic little um, passes and uh, and and the rucks, ruck speed was great. And there was, so you say, lines, being, all these different lines and... Um, the mall was working brilliantly, and all these—it all seemed to come together. It was just a shame we were thirty odd so, bloody points yeah. down when it started to do it. It, it was just well, it... your your wife and daughter were out when Alamano took that ball into the crowd after scoring the try, and there was a chance for a quick conversion to go to the to the what the and Ellie, you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bloody penny for the conversion, so we could go again. We could get a bloody point out of it, another bonus point out of this. Thankfully, we managed to convert, and there still be thirty seconds left on the clock, yeah. whatever it was, to go again. But dearie me, I must admit, <laughs> I went absolutely apoplectic. Kevin made his tongue-in-cheek comment when he threw that into the crowd, celebrating. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, but it it made me think of. You know the likes of Saracens um, when we went when we played their place at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, they just they just went into beast mode, kind of had a sniff. Nope, this game's not lost. <laughs> Bang, and and although obviously we still lost, it's a similar kind of mentality. It's like right, let's absolutely throw the kitchen sink at this. Um, and Northampton have lost quite a few games in the in the in the dying minute or two, a bit like one Irish. of which the Saracens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and they they were like 105 points up or something ridiculous, yeah. weren't they? So, um, if if we had have been a little bit tighter um, for the for the first uh, 70 minutes, or so, then um, you know, I think Northampton are a team you can definitely go oh god it's going to be one of those days again when they're just going backwards 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 and they're just being bombarded our bench was very strong um yes and yeah. um yeah i mean we were saying we want to do some positives i think the main positive which we have I'm probably one of the few because i don't think there are many to be taken from that game but the main positive was the way we stuck at it we didn't give up we fought to the end and got something extra out of that game it would be very easy to go, yeah, we got the fourth try. Well done, boys. We've kept at it. We've managed to get four tries against them. We got a bonus point. Well done. But no, we went back and we and then there was a break and it was like, oh, hang on, lads. So something on here. And then there even more so once we got that try, it was like, come on, boys, we can do this. We can get another one now. Yeah. And and that's that's the sort of mentality that's going to yeah. make the difference between finishing sixth and finishing fourth. Yeah, I mean, we, we all came out of the we all came out of the game last week or the week before from the Quinns game, feeling quite despondent about the fact that we gave away two points at the end. Hopefully, um, hopefully those Saints supporters are uh, thinking exactly well, the same. I, I mean, we we were saying that you know when it comes to these away games, we we've got to re- realistically forget look at the, the the league as it is for us to get in the top four this season. And you know, there's an interesting debate. Loz made the point on, on Saturday whether. I, I can kind of understand what he's saying. He's coming from. Is there any benefit for us finishing fourth, for example, and then getting mm. hammered by Saracens away? Well, no, ideally not. But 
you never know. I mean, that's the thing. I know Loz will make the point that Saracens don't fall off like that, but it only takes a bad, you know, it takes one it takes of the one Saracens. Red, one red card. Yeah. And the, and there's more than a, more than a couple of Saracens players, more than a couple of Gloucester players, but there's more than a couple of Saracens players that are quite capable of uh, gifting us one of those. Um, you know, and if it isn't Farrell, and Farrell could have a day like he did um, at the weekend where he can't hit a barn door, and mm. all of a sudden, oh, hello, you know, we've got ourselves... He's had a few of them. Where the we're, where we're the favourites all of a sudden. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I I, I, I mean, I, 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 I get where Loz is coming from. I think we can all admit, I think we're all open to this, that Gloucester are a way off at the moment from realistically challenging for a trophy. But if you're in the top four, you're in the mix. And then it, it's, only two said, games. it's only two games and things can happen. And if you're on the right side of a result, you're suddenly in the final and away we go. Now, that's a lot of things to go right for us to be in that position. So, as I said, with the way that the league is, is currently, it's so close. It's so tight. So Gloucester have got to win their home games. Fundamentally, we've got three home games left, uh, which are Leicester, Bath and Sale. And we've got, I believe, two away games now, which is Newcastle and um, Bristol. Bristol. Easy, I might have missed. Easy. I might have missed another one, possibly. But I think that's it. I think that's the. No, game. that's it. That's it. That's the games. So we obviously, win all five. We're gonna we're gonna finish top four, probably third, realistically, if you look at the points and the rest of it. So, but really, fundamentally, win the first, win our home games, preferably with a bonus point. That's a bit of a stretch, but you could do that. And then you really case of winning, winning, ideally one of the away games. Um, and if you do have to lose an away game, make sure you get bully points. Um, and I think, then you... I think that the, the two away games, I, I, I have more faith in us beating. Are the, those, you know, winning those two away games and maybe sail at home. Yeah, the sale home game is the last home game of the season, isn't it? It is. The yeah. interesting thing for sale, though, is, of course, the sale, sales and sale and Saracens are away. Uh, 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 you know, they're fa- they're far away now in terms of the league. I, even though with sale lo- uh, lost lost of the weekend, I do think with sale being so far ahead. And with the fixtures they've got left, it wouldn't surprise me going into those last two games of the season that Sale and Saracens would have put their home court, their home semi-finals. Now, or, I'm not or, suggesting or Sale for will one be minute... in a position where they can rest players for the away yeah. game at us. Yeah, but then... I'm not can... suggesting that they would do so. But Saracens did it last game of the season when we played yeah. them last year. Saracens rested half their team. We put because 50 they, points on them, didn't we? And we put 50 points on them. And then we knew that... And, and the reason being is Saracen looked at it and went, well, look, we've, we're in the home... We're, we've got a home semi. Let's just rest our players and then absolutely smash it next week, which they did. Um, so I just look... I think I think if Gloucester are getting to that, those last two weeks of the season, there or thereabouts, Bristol away is going to be huge. Let's be honest. That's that's. I think it's going to come down to that. And I think we're going to have to win at Bristol realistically to 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 get in the top four um and i think if we do i think i would call that a successful season uh yep, anything sure. anything over and above that is probably a bonus you know a final a final place or i mean well obviously clearly winning it would be a massive bonus but i think getting to a final would be a bonus at this point i don't think and, and really... i think actually um you know like like you've said saracens have looked the class act. Mm. Sale have looked really, really good a lot of the time. Um, and actually no one else. Oh no, worked. everyone's very much of a muchness. Yeah. So, you know. If we lose three of these last five games, I can see us finishing ninth. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's just goes to show how competitive the league is. Yeah. And, other than Bath. And actually, um, and you know, I, I think I think any of those any of those teams um, could win it with, like Ed suggested, a little bit of luck here and there. Um, and there's probably only Leicester out of third and below that I think would have the belief if they got to a final that they could really, really go for it. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, just as a final thing about the game on on um, on Saturday, um, I, I was. I think we have to, you know, Seb Blake has, has stepped in um, at Hooker with 
probably the most ridiculous injury crisis that Hooker Kloss have ever had. In that three our three we bought three world you know international internationals. Hookers. Yeah, yeah, three international hookers have all got injured in the space of four weeks or something like that. And Seb long Lake term has, as well. Yeah, long term. And Seb Lake has come in. He scored two tries, three tries, and has stepped up massively. His throwing looks fantastic. I think that we we had two cocked up at the weekend, and both of them, from my memory, were from the the jumper and the lifter, um, uh, rather than it was um, uh, Seb well, we scored, getting it. We wrong. scored two, didn't we, from Moore? Yeah, so it might have been two from Seb. So that's three. I think that's three tries to Seb Lake in two games. Um, yeah, he got two. Jamal got two. Yeah. yeah. Well, I and I think that's something that a month ago was looking like, oh, that weapon's that's gone now. They'll still talk it up, but but now we've we've gone back to the drawing board with it. We've practiced it a little bit. We've got better at it. Um, mm. Tweak. We've we've made it less one-dimensional. Um, shift drive or quick drive or you know um, whatever it may be. But there's there's a few more options there. So it, it's it's back to being the weapon again. Yeah, I, I also think Seb Blake's throwing is helping. He's very yeah, accurate. With the, the biggest flaw with our with our rolling mobile weapon was the fact that um, we weren't winning the line eight clean. When we when we win the line eight clean and we set it, doesn't matter. We don't defend if we set that rolling ball up right. It's very yeah. rare we don't score from it. It puts pressure um, on the referee, doesn't it? Yeah, and you can see that we we got called that's once, and we still scored a try from it from about seven or eight meters out because mm. I said because both Ed and I at the same time went. Oh, that's set nice. And he went, that's once. And we both went, don't matter. And it literally was Boom. But saying the same thing at the same time. And then both through it went and scored. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really think that the issue we've had is the fact that we've we've come up against some savvy teams um, who have disrupted our line outs. There was one which um, I was sat quite near the try line at the um, Worcester Street end in the grandstand quite near the front. Uh, against Saracens and it was interesting to see um, Itoje was going up against Ludlow Ludlow sorry if I'm making the commentators error there that's <laughs> because uh, we were talking about Northampton uh, Ludlow and he was on on his arm all the way up but not whilst he was up in the air it's, as he's going up he's just patting away at his hand just to disrupt him before and not taking him really out in the air because he's just sort of being irritating mm. and next yeah, thing you know don't go for the big obvious one Go for the subtle yeah. one because actually, yeah. twenty percent put putting them off is enough. You don't need to do an eighty percent putting them off up no. there where you're going to get pinged. Yeah, exactly, and and, and it, it was just just enough to stop it. And okay, it didn't help with the fact that the referee and I'm not criticising the referee on this. He didn't have the gaps that the no. law dictates, but he was doing that for both teams. We didn't have it. We, there wasn't a gap when they were throwing in either. So, no. but if you, if you get, to, if you can get to our line eight and disrupt the line eight, it's well, it goes like saying, that's the easiest way to defend a rolling ball. Yeah. If we get it set, good luck. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah, exactly. Right. We're going to pause. We're going to come back oh. and talk about the uh, internationals this weekend. Some of the other bits and pieces around those internationals, I says in the countries, I suppose. Um, and uh, and a few other little bits and bobs uh, that's also being talked about. Right. England versus Wales. It was bloody awful. Um, let's be honest, it wasn't a very good game of rugby and Wales was shocking. And I think England, to a point, got dragged down to their level. Um, yeah, however, that's, that's, that's a positive spin on it for an English fan, isn't it? That yeah. If we were playing a better team, we'd have performed better ourselves. Mm. I'm not sure. Mm. But um, let, let, let's, yeah. start, let's, let, let's start with someone we've already mentioned in this pod, Owen Farrell. We're not, let's be honest, we're not his biggest fans, are we? No. No. And I think we all struggle really to see what he's offering currently. And I think, I well, I, I stuck it on Twitter. If he's not kicking his goals, what's the point of having him at 10? Because that was apparently, I think that's always been seen to be his biggest strong point. He's 72% this season, 73% this season. He's that low. He shouldn't be in the team. No, I don't. I agree. We need you know. England, uh, you know, international. They say, oh, eighty-five percent. You need mm. to be really. 
England being one of the top nations in the world and has a good choice of goal kicker should be 90 95 if I'll give I'll give it 90 if it's been a lot of touchlines otherwise 95% every hmm. game yeah. because you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be going for the posts unless you're 95% sure you're going to get it otherwise it's like eh, yeah let's not risk not scoring let's go into the corner because that's a good weapon yeah i i i mean certainly conversions from out wide i think to 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 a degree there's a bit of there's a bit of give there let's be honest you know it's it is i know they're professional rugby players i know they practice all the time but it is still a difficult kick because if it wasn't you know the, there wouldn't be much jeopardy there but if you're going for posts in front of the post from 40 meters out or 35 meters out and you're missing that's pretty unforgivable um and um, I, I, I struggle to see what Farrell brings over and above what can Smith can bring um, in his general play if his kicking isn't up to scratch. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's apparently a better defender as well, isn't he? But he is. He's a ten. You know, he's a ten. And yeah, I he's think a ten. Smith, Smith does. He's he's not a. I mean, Cipriani. He doesn't run out the way. Oh, no, I didn't say he was. He makes his he makes his hits and he makes them consistently legally. And <laughs> you know, it's it, a very might, good point. He might concede a meter here or there, but he's not going to be getting pinged for doing it wrong. And or getting you know, away that's with what Dombrant Dombrant looks after him. Dombrant makes those hits. You know, he should have his back row. Mm coming in and making those hits so he doesn't have to. But when he does have to, he's capable. And yeah. I think, um, you know, it's potentially you're asking your back row to do a little bit more work. You know, if, if you've got if you've got a fly half that can tackle, you know, like like old Johnny Wilkinson used to, you know, then brilliant. Um you you make those you make those big hits um and opposition centres or Whatever that that maybe going to target you a little bit less if if you're um, a bit stronger, but I think if you're if you're Smith, you're you're good enough to just get out of the way anyway, and and you know 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 when you need to, and know when you don't, and the attack just far outweighs it. Mm. The the thing about um, it's interesting you mentioned Johnny Wilkinson. I do think England particularly was. I mean, we were spoiled by Johnny Wilkinson anyway. Johnny Wilkinson is. Let's be honest. Top, top four or five fly-offs of all time, regardless of anything else. And he was the absolutely abnormal number 10 in terms of defence. There was, I don't, there aren't many 10s of his size and stature that could hit as hard as, as Johnny Wilkinson. And also, I should point out, as legally as Johnny Wilkinson, you know, when you yeah. think about when you at think the, about at the time, he might have been, he might be a little. Bit no, this is the thing. You go back. No, and no, 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 no. You go was... back and watch those tackles, Jim. Mate, they are absolutely textbook. How you're supposed to tackle? He hits. He's he's hitting low. He's hitting hard. It, you know, there aren't many that are flying above. There aren't many that are going above um, uh, hip height or any of that nonsense. There's no tips going in here. He was hitting these lads and big guys routinely. And and putting them down, and they were brilliant, brilliant textbook tackles. He didn't need Shol- to go shoulder high. in the yeah. He was shoulder in the guts, grabbed the legs and drove, didn't he? Yeah, and, and, yeah. and well, that's why know. he had so many shoulder problems, I guess. Exactly. Uh, I was just, that yeah. was the point I was going to get to when Ted finished. Yeah, say, that is a Fortunately, look at how many injuries that Johnny Wilkinson also had. Yeah, but but the point stands though is the fact that Johnny Wilkinson was. I think very abnormal in the way he defended and as a def- and I think England got spoiled by it and now a sign of kind of have to so all the ten, every ten or every player on the pitch has got to be the work, the best, greatest defender of their of their generation. When actually I think you've got fifteen blokes out there, you can not hide them. You just still have to be okay at defending. You still have to be a good defensive player. But if like Smith, your attacking player player outweighs vastly the the other player that could fill your position, pick pick the player who's got a better attacking play. Um, just on the game, let's just move on to the game itself. I mean, it was fairly dreary, um, and obviously it was it was nice to see a Gloucester player score. 
sort of. Um, I don't know about you, Jim Lawrence. Um, oh, well, I know, I know what Lawrence's feelings were, but it was weird. You know, normally, even if even if it is Wales, I'll I'll cheer if Rhys Samit scores. I'll be honest, I wasn't that happy when he picked <laughs> that ball up. <laughs> the wife, the wife got excited. Did she? Yeah, and I'm like, what? No, not today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Well, if you if you if you put in his lap, that's what it'll do. Yeah, I mean, he, it, was, he's, it was it was pretty dull to not see him and still. Well, maybe they did see him and oh, I've already let go of the ball, bugger. Yes, yeah. I mean, to be fair, again, it was a bit like last week against Quinns, wasn't it? You know, once he's got the ball, you're like, oh, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, he wasn't even sprinting for Christ's sake. Um, the worst yeah, bit know, about it was, is it gave them gave them hope on a game which they should have had no hope on oh. because they were so apocalyptically bad the Wales. They were awful. And it were. got them back into the game and gave them a little bit of belief. Mm. Um, time's gone by, that's all they needed is a little sniff like that and the momentum's been with them, especially uh, Cardiff and the way they go when they've ended up winning a game they probably shouldn't. And that was what the biggest concern for me was at the time. Um, I don't, think, uh, I, just... I don't think the Welsh crowd got, got behind them. I don't think they believe. They're very quiet. I mean, it was commented on during during the game, but you, it it was deathly silent. I've never Lack heard. Of I've never, being sold. Possibly, I've never I've never heard a Welsh crowd against England be that quiet outside of when England put forty odd points to them in two thousand and three in the pre World Cup friendly, and that's because it was mainly English fans. Um, but yeah, you know, I like he, that. yeah, uh, even even the even at the darkest depths of of how crap Wales were in the sort of early 2000s they were still vociferous support and it's you know but there's lots of obviously there's lots of things going on in Welsh rugby as we commented on Um, and I'll come back to one particular story that's come out this weekend um, in a bit Um, but yeah generally I mean it's just I found it very difficult to watch there was a lot of kicking again um Baffling that Wales decided to kick so much ball to, to Freddie Stewart. I mean, that's just yeah. Give, give him one or two as a tester, and then yeah. go. Oh no, he really is one of the best fullbacks in international rugby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I thought it was. I thought it was all just hype, but it turns out he's really bloody good. I mean, Gloucester did that two years ago, didn't they? For his, yeah. remember, remember that that first game? We thought we thought we were going to hammer him, and we we just kept kicking the ball to Freddie Stewart. And we're like, can we stop kicking the ball to Freddie Stewart because he keeps catching everything? Um, and clearly, turning it with interest. Yeah, and clearly Warren Gallen hadn't watched that game um, or any game of rugby, apparently, from judging by the tactics he was employing uh, in the last two years. So I just it, what what would you say from an English point of view? Is the positives obviously we won? Is there any sort of major things you can take from it? It is difficult because Wales was so poor. But it, it, are there anything offhand or off the top of the head you think? Oh, actually, that was a really positive bit for England going forward into France and Ireland the last two games. No, no, <laughs> the silence is deafening. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to be honest. Mm. Um. If we play like that against Ireland, they will put 30 points on us. And the rest, probably. Yeah. Do you, I mean, one thing I would say, actually, going back to your comment earlier, Loz, my positive here was, I was in, was it was good to see the English players step up. So as you mentioned, uh, when Wales got in, in front or, or got it back to, to draw with, with us in, after Rhys Samet's try, um, well, actually, they were in front, weren't they, briefly? Um, to see England, they, they didn't panic. And I think we have seen very good England sides in the past, as you say, wilt and get over overawed by that Welsh wave of emotion. And it was good to see the English players just go, do you know what? We're all right. It was a mistake. It was an error. We're going to get through this. We're going to play on and we're going to step up a bit. I thought that was a good sign. I do think we are lacking severely compared to France and Ireland. Um, so, I mean, Ireland, again, that, well, I, it, whenever Ireland play rugby at the moment, it is a very exciting game of rugby, let's be honest. The the game against um, uh, Italy was another excellent game to and watch. Italy are looking so good. Mm. That's the, I mean, they're losing, 
but they're looking so good. The the only game they didn't look particularly great was against England. Just England, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, honestly, if they if they'd have been playing against us, you know, well, if they'd have played against us last weekend and they played as well, well as they did against, uh, you know, Ireland or France, yeah, they should they should have beaten the French. Yeah, they should I agree. have been the French. Yeah. The French should have been going into the Scot- Scotland game with North from two. Mm. We would have then been playing a buoyant Italy team who have just beat one of the favourites for the World Cup. So that I think that would have made the England... I'm not saying they would have beaten England, for goodness sake, but what I'm saying is that would have made that game slightly different. It could have been a completely different kettle of fish for the, uh, for the Italians. They could have ended up with a, uh, a, a good win, a plucky loss... And then going into a game uh, again uh, this weekend with nothing to lose because of who they're playing, much like mm. they had against uh, 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 the French. And with um, Scotland, who I don't believe are um, as good as their current table position suggests, they should have lost to England. Um, and then also having to play um, the um, Jokers from down the uh, M4. I'll tell you what is interesting though so that Scotland France game another wonderful game of rugby um, weird uh, just weird um, game to watch though obviously because we had two red cards in the first what 20 minutes or whatever it was first um, one oh second one uh. oh second one Christ almighty he is that's the second time <laughs> Jesus sodding Christ he was lucky I mean, he didn't get done by Wayne what was it Wayne Barnes getting his reckoning against Ireland because he, he did exactly the same thing against Ireland, didn't he? It was the same player. Uh, I don't know, Antonio. He got yellow. Co- yeah, was it? I, no, Antonio he, was the one who got red carded against um, uh, Ireland. Who should have been red carded against Ireland? So that was, but that's a different player. But that's the reason uh, I think Hoas was in the team in the first place is because Antonio uh, got binned off because of the um, the thing against Ireland. I, I mean, there's nothing more to say. He that's just stupid. Stupid yeah. and thuggish. Play, playing the nine, that's a penalty offence. Mm. Playing the nine by torpedoing your head into their head. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's just two. This is what, two years on from getting sent off against Scotland uh, for thumping somebody, which, I mean, you know, how many people do you see get sent off for, for hitting people in rugby these days? Very few. So you've got to be a special kind of idiot to get done for that. Well, you've got to be French, haven't you? <laughs> well, yeah, true. Um, so, well, well, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You'll make it. Can I just clarify something? What Ed means by that is no one throws punches these days. Not that everyone's really, really sly and he was just blatant with it. Oh, no, no, yeah. No one both throws punches. It's all like, you know, I'm holding <laughs> Because you, 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 you made that sound as so everyone gets away with it when they do it. Yeah. No, 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 no. cameras. And if you throw punches, then... You might get away with it on the day, but you will get found out and you will get a yeah. significant ban. And yes. I doubt your coach will be very pleased with you. So, yeah, no. it doesn't happen, does it? No, not, no, no. Not, no. In, not, in, not in modern rugby. But it was interesting to watch. It was a good game. I thought it was interesting to see. I mean, I, 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 at some point, at some point, um, whoever is in charge of uh, the the commentary teams or the project production of of um, of Scotland games needs to work out there are other pillars on the pitch other than Finn Russell just saying um and I did really enjoy it when Finn Russell threw that really shockingly obvious intercept pass that was just <laughs> lovely um just because you know it's just fun to watch um but I, you know, it's been. I think it's been a really good championship because just because the the fact that Italy is so much more competitive, it, it is. It's meaning that the the likes of France and Italy, uh, sorry, France and Ireland, I should say, have had to go that extra mile to get those wins, which generally you would never really expect outside of the odd game. Yeah, because it, it's the last few years that's been your rest week, hasn't it? And yeah, to can, a point. Yeah, and, and you can put and you can blood a couple of your other players. Um, and you're not worried about you know resting some of your star players, um, mm. but you know Italy have um, very much proved the doubters wrong that have been saying for the last couple of seasons they don't deserve to be in the championship. Yeah, they may have lost two games, but they absolutely deserve to be there. Yeah, oh, yeah the only... they should have won. They should have beaten the French. I know I've, I'm repeating myself. I said that earlier, but you would have expected previously going into t- t- 
uh, playing teams number one and Italy playing teams one and two in the world to have fifty points put on them in the past, but they were they they should have beaten the French and they were very competitive against the Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I should say another 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 try for a Gloucester player as well. So Stephen Varney getting a lovely little uh, little dot down early in the game. Um, the one sad thing it does appear that Cap uh, Cap uh, Capuazzo is is uh, out of the tournament from the rumours that had flown around. Um, he certainly looks like he's going to miss the Wales game, which is a shame because you fancy that would be the one. Um, yeah, you would love Wales to have a wooden spoon to go with those sauce bombs, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, I have to say this now. I think, um, I still think Italy will have enough to beat them. Yeah. Personally, I think I think Italy look a much better side. Where is it? It's in Rome. Um, so you'd fancy I, I mean I, I, Ooh, I think yeah. they know I think the Italians know as well this is their opportunity for again for a win this tournament um, and they know that the Welsh won't be winning any other games no so yeah. you'd fancy you'd fancy them there does um, that mean they got to go to Scotland as well then Italy uh, oh I don't know actually I'm sort of think they played Ireland at home France at home um, and they got Wales at home, so yeah, Wales must, at home. yeah, yeah so Scotland, yeah, so Scotland Scotland away. Yeah, that's, that's a shame. Field. Mm. That's a shame. Yeah, because they fancy them to beat Scotland on their own patch as well. Yeah, um, well, it's, I mean, interesting. I was looking at the, the looking at the world rankings that Wales now are, I think, the same, exactly the same points as Japan. Um, I think they're at. I think now Wales are outside the top eight in the world. Um, Doesn't that make them tier two? Uh, well, yes. I mean that, and the fact that well, we'll come on to this now with the Wales. So the the <laughs> that's so obviously there's been a lot of stuff around the the fact that the Welsh regions are really struggling financially, and I think it was on Sunday about the it might be Monday about twelve Cardiff players were called into the to talk to the management, and were told that um, <laughs> these guys were on two hundred and fifty thousand pound a year salaries now argumentative point that's still a lot of money to play playing a rugby player probably too much to be playing a rugby player if we're all honest but regardless and they were told that the most they would be able to be uh, offered as a contract would be £30,000 now I don't care if you if you, even if you're on say for example you're on £50,000 a year or £60,000 a year a very very good wage above way above the national average and then someone, you know, you told, you you called into your office, the manager's office, and you were said, and they told you, right, uh, really sorry, but we're going to have to change your contract, and we can only offer you thirty thousand pounds a year. You would tell them to sod off, and I'm going to go and find another job. Um, I I have a lot of sympathy for these players, and it's not their fault that they were offered and paid two hundred fifty thousand pounds a year. It also isn't their fault that the Welsh RFU are spending best part of 4.5 million pounds on hospitality and other things like that. Um, at the same time, they're banking 5 million quid um, in, in revenue. And apparently it's not, there's no, there's no money to fund the game. So there's, there, there seems to be mixed priorities, certainly from the Welsh RFU, you know, they're spending money on hotels and all these other bits and bobs that do they really need? Could they not be putting that back into grassroots rugby? Could they not be putting that into the regions? Well, yes, clearly. Um, so, Again, it's it's a wider problem for rugby more generally. Rugby, was was that just Cardiff or the well or Welsh? No, that was the Cardiff. That was that Cardiff, was the Cardiff region. Cardiff region. Cardiff I don't. Region. That's a ridiculous amount of players to be on that sort of man. You'd struggle to find a Premiership. That, no, no, it was ranging. I think the quote. It was, was ranging, but too. they there was. I think it was certainly was three or four players. I was going to say because that's four. That's that's four million pound on just four. Yeah. On just no, it, players, it would only be is... a couple of players that would be up towards that figure. Um. But like Ed said, there's probably there's probably not many that have that are on thirty six and are getting told they're going down to thirty. No, no, no exactly. Um, and even then, again, if you got told you were having a salary cut from thirty six to thirty thousand pounds, I think people would. Well, especially because it's not a particularly long career. No, uh, potentially it's a very short career, and they can, you know, relatively easily earn whatever they're earning currently in Wales, they could earn in France mm. or England. We'll see Falatau lining up in the south of France next year. 
Well, apparently Ross Moriarty's off to France. Yeah, I heard that. Um, there was a rumour of him going to the Premiership, wasn't there? Yeah, I, I believe it's France now that, that they were talking mm. about. But I it's think Northampton, almost... wasn't it? Was after. But there, there, there's, it's almost certainly that there's going to be a lot of Welsh players um, that are going to be drifting away from the regions. Full and they, stop. And Lowering the the cap is that is that def, is that set in stone? Yes, that is one a part of the agreement. It's set, it's being lowered to twenty five caps. Twenty five, believe. So I yeah. based based on provided he's fit, Luis Rusamet, whose contract with Gloucester ends at the end of the twenty three twenty four season, from what we believe, uh, will have more than twenty five <clears throat> caps, provided he's fit. Um, he'll, he'll have he's got seventeen now. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, yeah, eighteen. Now. We so really got... don't. I don't want any player to have a long-term in- injury, but he'd have to have a long-term injury not to hit that. Yeah, so eighteen. Or, you think you've got some, two more? Or some other wonder kid from Wales suddenly arrives on the scene. Well, true. Yes, we're still we're still we're still waiting to to announce that centre, aren't we? Uh, talking about that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and then just a final thing, which is the the uh, we'll talk about this week, which is the England uh, training camp, which. It, I I got entirely understood why people got annoyed and got very angry with it because in in comes George Ford, out goes Marcus Smith, and and it, then suddenly everyone remembered it's a bye week and there's no it's, internationals. That's journalism, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's no internationals this week, and actually, probably it's Marcus Smith needs, needs some game time, maybe. But yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, um, I, I think we do need to um, mention as well. I, yeah, final final bit about the women this weekend, uh, Jim. The women's game. Um, oh wow! Pretty much why I didn't end up round at yours, Ed, to yeah. um, to watch all the rugby because I went to King's Home. A mm. uh, little bit disappointed with the turnout, eight hundred and eighty. Um, but you know, it cost me eleven pound fifty with a booking fee to get mm. in. Uh, for less than that, I could have watched the Gloucester match on PRTV. Um, so I can understand potentially uh, families not thinking, and there were a lot of families, an awful lot of um, a lot, lot, an awful lot of women players there. Um, a couple of girls that I know that I've played a bit of touch rugby with were there. Um, quite a few families were there. Um, you know, girls that play at uh, Long Levens or Hockcote, um, you know, were there with their parents. Um, lots of girls doing the. Um, flag bearing and all that sort of thing. So it was um, a different, a different um, atmosphere, a different crowd to maybe some of the regular men's Gloucester matches. Um, but I still bumped into and sat next to a load of the guys that I normally stand near to in the shed, which is good. Side. Good to hear that, though, isn't it? Yeah, the fact that um, people are just going along and watch these games as just you know their normal games. Yeah, and um, it was. And I suddenly, I kind of decided when um, Marley Packer was having an absolute stormer of a game, mm. um, scored a couple of tries, um, it was the most physical game of women's rugby I've ever seen. It was just the tackle, the, like the big booming tackles that you might see one or two of, there were probably 20. Mm. I mean, really, really, the defence from both sides was outstanding. Um, really, really good play. Um much like the men's team, didn't get a lot of luck with conversions. They were all really tricky. Yes. Uh, and that meant that we didn't quite stay in touch. So it ended up being um one and it you know obviously it ended up being being a loss, the first loss uh for the women this season. But at the same time, I'm thinking Gloucester didn't get the rub of the green. Um bounced the ball a couple of times went against them. Mm-hmm. Um the referee Mm. To give a penalty try and not give a yellow card, I did did let him know um, <laughs> that that did not make any sense at all. Um, so there was a little bit of that, and I would definitely think that the women will now they've got so say a home final should they get there. Yeah, um, they they will want to play at King's Home more to get that home advantage that they probably shouldn't have and a lot of people say they shouldn't have um but um yeah gain every advantage you can learn the pitch so you know the bounce of the ball a little bit better than the opposition and hopefully 
those games that because I think there are planned to be another couple anyway. It's Quins, um, isn't it? The Quins games. The yeah, don't one. have it so that it clashes with Six Nations and all manner of other things. And let's see if we can get a crowd, you know, into the couple of thousand rather than um, a eighty. Which I thought you see. Well, well, I think the biggest issue I got with that, and I, I, the reason I didn't mention this when you first started talking about the crowd, but as you come back to it, I'm going to say something. Roster have uh, lost a number of fixtures this season due to the men's teams going bust. Why couldn't, and you've just said as a season ticket, oh, well, you have to pay to get in. The season ticket went up um, in cost from the previous season and there's no A-League. We've lost two matches from what was originally was paid. Why couldn't they have thrown that in and said any non-season ticket holders has to pay similar sort of money yeah what you they could have done I mean and those got... are season ticket holders get in for free and you would have got some more value at the season ticket that way yeah yeah well we got we got the um, the England Italy game didn't we instead of was that part of the season ticket was yeah. That... So, yeah yeah they gave ah. us they gave us that rather than a refund ah, which was a bit right. a little bit sneaky because it didn't cost as much but you know and, and I think a lot of people didn't realise because the capacity you know, the, it was it was a sellout or they kept having <laughs> to open up different areas but actually, there weren't that many people there. Um, yeah. But, well, but I, I think, I you know, that you was two I games think, saying um, that could have been the second game, couldn't it? Yeah, I think... I think to... To, to have it as a double header, I think, would be great. Um, I think there is the problem with teams needing to warm up. So you, I mean, when, you, when you've got sevens, you know, a team... A game finishes and then two more teams suddenly appear and play, don't they? Um, I know warming up for a sevens game and warming up for a fifteens game is a little bit different, but you would like to think we've got enough space, enough changing rooms, enough facility in the in the new training complex next door that we can get a, a decent warm up, and then the match finishes. And maybe half an hour, you know, that the the, the the women finish and the men are straight on doing half an hour of warm up before kickoff. That sort of timing, um, I think would be would be brilliant. Um, uh, it'd be great to see. Uh, fingers but, crossed. It, yeah, it, it can happen. I I I mean, I I think I let's be honest. Losing losing that game on Saturday, no one wants to lose a game. But losing but that game on Saturday, much better lose that one. Than a final or a semi-final, um, and I think they'll, they'll 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 learn a lot. I mean, I thought, as you said, Jim, there weren't there wasn't a huge amount of difference in it. It was really a twenty-minute period between half-time and so pretty much from when Mo Hunt got yellow carded and Saracens ended up scoring a try through uh, to about uh, the sixty. For, for those that didn't see, it was a driving more from pretty much halfway. Yes, three yeah. penalty offences between um, the five-meter line and the five-meter line. Yeah, and I think Mose was the third one, mm. um, that, and the most obvious as well, to be honest. Yeah, and then she ended up going in the bin for yeah. it. Yeah, um, but... and and actually, uh, it she's she's such a such a quality player that even though the service was actually really good in her absence, it just didn't. Um, it it obviously cost the team a lot of. Uh, a lot of time on the ball, should we say? Yes, quite, um, quite quick, quite quick in that in, in that breakdown area. Um, Did you offer to keep her warm when she came to the Sydney, Jim? No, I was watching the game. Were you buggering? No, but so, but going back to the game, though, I think it was that twenty minute, twenty five minute period. It was about 60, 65 minutes where that was when Saracens pulled away. That's when they really that that power, that intensity, that just couldn't quite live with um told but then the last 15 minutes Gloucester again looked really dangerous and looked good because on the they ball. got the ball out wide yeah. yeah um you know I think it, it it's it's definitely a, there's definitely lessons that they'll learn and I'm sure when they come back I mean that was a pretty much a fully stacked Saris team um and Gloucester did have a few injuries as well so yeah we, I mean there was quite a few Gloucester of the Gloucester women players like wandering around in the in the stands, mm, yeah. Um, so yeah, they, I don't know whether they've got injured injuries or whether they're just rotating the squad or 
Yeah, what, I mean, but... yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's. I, I think certainly that final being at King's Home is a great, is, is a great boon, and hopefully that means that if Gloucester get there, I'm not suggesting we get a sellout. I think that will be asking probably quite a lot. Um, even though it would we'd... be an all, it would be an all pay, and I don't. I mean, even when we've had semi like men's semi finals at home, yeah. have they been sellouts? Uh, the Leicester one, holidays already. The Leicester one. I'm just. I mean, to be fair, the last time we had a home semi final was uh, Leicester. Yeah, that, the Saris one the year in 2006 was because that was the year they knocked the grandstand. They knocked the grandstand down. So down. There was only three sides up to be. There was only five. It was yeah. about eight thousand there that day. But the. Yeah. Um, but the yeah the Leicester game, which was the following year um, at home, that was a um, that was a sellout. Um, as a proper sellout, like you, you really felt like it was a sellout. It wasn't there? Wasn't like you know, it's, it's tickets sold stuff. It was a sellout. Um, I, I, you're right. I don't think, you know, think about cup games and stuff where we've had semi-finals and knockout games. We haven't really sold it out. So, yeah, when it's an all-pay, it does become a bit of an issue. The fact that it's the final showpiece, you, you know, you're going to have some neutral fans. Um, that will you, help. You, get, you definitely get neutrals. You're obviously going to get away. Um, you know the opposition support, but, well. and, and you know they attracts it attracts a family audience as we already said. You know there's going to be it's going to be priced better. It will you know, be much it, yes, yeah. The, the women's final, I'm quite sure, will be uh, cheaper than a uh, you know a, a, if Gloucester had a home semi final, it would be cheaper than that kind of price to ticket. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I, I, just as a, a final thing, actually, just on the on the um, general sort of comments about the women's rugby um it's it's again encouraging to see i went along to the recording of the no tackle podcast and um when you're li- sat there listening to them and, and you understand that look they're not this is a case of people who are trying to make it as best the best product they can make it and it's they're not trying to uh, replicate men's rugby or take anything away from men's rugby. It's there to give girls something to aim for um, and give them an opportunity to look. They see it, you can do it. It and 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 that's a big thing that you've got to take away. Look, if you're not into women's rugby, we totally get it. It's it's not going to be for everybody immediately or maybe ever. But it's 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 gives an opportunity to girls to look at what look at rugby they really enjoy it and they got they've got an avenue to go into to play going forward um and girls girls rugby has never been more popular yeah exactly um final final thing i should say because loz is looking tired it's probably all those donuts um sugar sugar crash sugar crash yeah, as we speak um is that jim you've You've now. I, I'm. I'm probably going to be involved in this now as well. You have um, signed up for something, haven't you? Yeah, I got added to a group yesterday. Mm. Um, bets tens. Bets tens. Now, I, I've said I'll. I'll. I'll come along as well because the great thing about a tens game is that there's plenty of space on the pitch to hide, um, and I can get the ball and just kick it. So that narrows the opportunity of me getting smashed. You, you can kick it and Jez can chase for it. Yeah. Unless he's got the ball first and then he'll kick it. And then Jim yeah. can chase it and I'll just yeah. hang back at fullback. It's fine. It's all good. I quite, uh, like, I quite like the idea of just going away for a weekend and having a load of beer. But if there's some rugby as well, then that'll be fun. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, yes. And also I should say as well, um, uh, the... Um, the Olympic sevens. Uh, I've I've uh, managed to find myself on the on a opportunity to get sevens Olympics tickets, um, which I'm very excited about. My wife and daughter not so much. Um, oh well, that's great. Don't invite them. I'll come. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see how we what we can get because I think I might have to try and pair it with eventing. Um, which could be fun, <laughs> or or possibly gymnastics. <laughs> Well, Jim and Jim, let's be fair, Jim would enjoy the gymnastics. You know, into the horsey type. He loves, he, he loves, Jim, Jim loves a bit of the, uh, the, 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 the rings. Max, Max, what's his name? Doing some bouncing around on horse. Yeah. Max Whitlock on a pummel horse. Love a bit of that, wouldn't you, Jim? Anyway, right. Yeah, um, it's, it's very impressive. I mean, it I, is. I don't, think, I don't think I could do it myself. But... All that upper body strength. Um, right. On that note. 
thank you very much, guys. We've got a um, we've got a you guys have got a week off uh, because I'm interviewing um, uh, Andy Wyman uh, next week. So um, you guys got a week off. There's no rugby to talk about. There's no England games. There's no Gloucester games. There is rugby, but don't really care about that. Um, so and we'll be back uh, the following week to cover the Leicester game, which will be on a Sunday because it's you know fun um to be on the on a sunday and then um, yeah and we'll be motoring ever so quickly along to the end of the season uh thank you very much guys cheers cheers, cheers. all the best yeah bye